Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, fucker. Five, wait, why'd you go back to five? It's up to the Dan Fogler for the Experience Okay, this is, thank you, Max. Maximum, Maxwell, Maximum Energy, Maxterfer, Max, Maxnific, Max, Maxnificy? Just Max. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, let me tell you something. I have an extremely special guest with me today. <laughs> 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 because it's very special. Oh. Because I know her for a very long time, and... She makes me laugh. And and I have to say this right off the bat. <laughs> she is an extremely, extremely powerful audience presence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Better get it. Like we could <laughs> like we could yeah. do this entire probably first several minutes of this just making 36 mm-hmm. yes sounds yeah i'll let you know what your what your work is giving the world <laughs> i'll really let you know okay and that was amazing in college right do you know why because we would be in college it and still it's, holds up by the way everybody of course and everybody know uh, yeah I, I know you still do it <laughs> i use it as a barometer of comedy yeah because i know if i know i'm doing well Too if shit. i hear a if I hear a shut up, you know, from you and the, from you and the audience, you know. Yeah, and and no, then, and, no, get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. I've now gotten get it. Get that joke. In. Get it. You get that applause, you fucking. I, I also want someone, maybe got a joke and I just went, watch. 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 See. <laughs> behold. <laughs> That's wonderful. That is uh, okay. So uh, this college. is Jen Harris. Oh hi! Okay. I, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. It's my pleasure to, to because you're like one of my favorite actors. Oh, likewise. And here's the thing. So let me let me talk about college. So All this right. was we went in college together. You were <coughs> what were you like? You were the you were freshman. Year- and I was a sophomore. Yeah. That kind no, of no, no. You were two year years behind older us? than me. You were two years old. Yeah. Okay. Seventy eight. You were born in seventy six, right? Yeah. So yeah. she. So. <laughs> We had, we had this uh, uh, professor. We had, you know, we, it, we, you know everybody. You know everybody, right? In the acting school, yeah, right. So that, so that the audience, when you know everybody in the audience, that becomes a character. It's kind of like Shakespearean, times, sure, you know? sure. I remember I would do you. I would come out and do shows like like doing Uncle Vanya or something. I was okay. Continue, right? and then hearing people, um, all, like the, like I felt like I was performing for. Um, like a Shakespearean audience in the way that they used to just like put right. their two fucking cents. Yeah, I give. I mean, if I could throw things like <laughs> out of love at, at, at the performers, I would. Like I would this... just throw like gift bags at them to be like, <laughs> "You win. Here's headphones. Like here, take it. Have this fruit basket." And that was uh, so. You have retained that energy, sure, to this day, and um, <laughs> I, I love it. I love that. I love that support. What else are we doing, you know? And you ever heard that thing with, that Lily Tomlin said in her show, The One Woman Show? What? Um, Search for Intelligent Life. Life. What, what'd she say? And the, so it, there's a beautiful thing in that. 
because I'm sure you love Lily. Sure. Yeah. So she's a homeless woman, and she has her. She's walking around with this like grocery wagon push you know, cart. Push cart, and she has all sorts of junk in there, uh, but also like amazing trinkets. And she's talking to these aliens that came down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What'd she say? And the aliens. And she, in the middle of the show, she picks up a can of Campbell's soup, and she picks up Andy Warhol's portrait of Campbell's Campbell soup. soup. And she, with the with the can, she goes, "Okay, um, okay, what is it? It's art." It's like this is this is art, and this is what is it? Just a can, right? right. This is art, and this is just a can. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Something. And uh, is she explaining it to the to aliens? The alien, right, right, <clears throat> right. And the aliens like, oh, okay, I get it, I get right. it. That's art. That's just a can. And um, and then later at the end of the show, she's she's like, let's go see a, a Broadway show. I'll, I, this, <laughs> I can totally like sh- like prove the metaphor to you, right. So they're sitting in the audience, and the whole time the aliens are just looking at the audience. <laughs> and at the end of the thing, she's like, what What happened? You didn't even watch the show. And she was just like, no, 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 no. She points to the, the audience. She's like, that was art. Yeah. Up there, that was just a can. This is. The audience well, is art. Also, like, and it makes you feel like, yes, we're all I mean, But art. also, I think of it like this. I mean, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I'm not like at home. I always think like I'm not at home like acting in front of a mirror. There's a purpose to this. Like yep. there's a purpose to this. It's for them. It's for all of us. It's for my friends to see and for us to share on stage and <coughs> sure, sure, sure. And that's why I always get like, I don't care. Like when actors are like, oh, they get really into it and really serious and really like into themselves or in comedy, they like, or they'll right. hate the audience because the audience didn't laugh at what, I mean, I see people get livid walking off of stage, off stage. Sure. If And it's like, what, just can I've we all, it, sure, I mean. I've been there. Touché. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I had a, like fuck them. I mean, but this oh, is yeah, what yeah. we're doing. No, but you learn from it. Yeah, of course. I was doing this show called Voyage of the Carcass. So mm-hmm. this I learned this the hard way. You just burn your face. No, you I remember that. that. <laughs> so, I remember Voyage of the Carcass. Voyage of the Carcass, which was like this brilliant three-person show. It's exhausting. So we're doing it in this it's black box theater. Where was that? Oh shit! It was downtown. Uh, whatever. I anyway, and it was we did it in a couple different spaces. So the <laughs> most recent time we did it, there was one person in the audience, maybe two people. Fantastic. For the we're, and we're, we're and we're I'm just sweating my balls off. Okay, I'm like a psychotic clown with the British accent. Sure. And I'm just like, and in the in the in the show was just going wrong because we there was literally a line in the show where where I would just say. I would just do this ridiculous act, and then I would say, and then there were crickets. And then, like, there were literally, there were cr- crickets. literally crickets. So <laughs> Did you like, laugh at yourself then sometimes? I couldn't. I couldn't, because I was working oh, so goddamn hard yeah. for no one in the audience. Yeah. And in one of the, in one of the stupid, you know, crazy, <laughs> elaborate uh, stunts that we did, you know, stage combat, I hurt my finger. And yeah, it, it, it was just a little cut. Something. But I heard it. And then I and you're used on stage. that. I, I was on stage. Everyone saw it, and it was just weird. So and then during because it was a tiny theater, and then during the intermission, I was just like, "Yeah, well, no, I'm just going to tell everybody that the, I got to get stitches, and I, I can't go. We're on. done. We're done. I'm going to go. To, we got to go to the bar. I got to get. I got to get, get out of here. Several joints in my system right now because I had to just just wipe it out of my mind. So did you? Oh yeah, oh. I was the producer. 
So I was like, fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been injured. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna My favorite part of this story is that that goes for there was one person in the audience to cut to I was the producer. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's the whole story. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. So this, there's a part two. I'm at comic are you worried about it? No, it's just funny. Wait, who directed this? Who I directed it? the story. Dan, okay, go oh, ahead. Oh, Robin. No, Anyway. Who's been on the show, by the way? Oh God! So, Mm-mm. okay, so finger. I'm at finger. I'm at I'm at <laughs> San Diego Comic Con. Okay, years later, years later, someone saw the show. I'm walking with Jody, my wife. Yeah, they're the one person that saw the show. They go, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" I think they're gonna be. I'm just like about to just be like, "Yeah, right. yeah, balls of fury, blah, yeah, 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 yeah." He yeah. just all no. I loved Voyage of the Carcass, and I go, yeah. "No way! That's amazing." He says. Can you tell me what the second act was? And I'll go, you were the guy. And in that moment, he wow. was such a sweet guy. I learned the valuable lesson as an actor that even if there's one fucking person in the audience, you play it full out. Yep. Because that person could be Scorsese someday. Yep. You don't fucking know. You yep. don't know. And they're there. Or and- they're a person that's getting moved by theater and yeah. paid. And I always say every time I go back on stage <laughs> when I've done a show eight million fucking times, I say to myself before I go on, it's hard. they haven't seen it. It's hard to. They haven't. <laughs> oh, girl, it's real, real hard. Oh, girl, it's real, So real I walked hard. all the way to the restaurant with this guy walking oh, with me. Nice. And I explained to him what the second act was. That was, was. kind He was like, that's brilliant. I was like, dude, you just convinced me someday I'm going to do the show again and I'll never... If there's if there's half a person in the audience, I'm gonna keep going. That's fantastic. Yeah. Can I circle way, way, way back to something? Girl, you do whatever you want. Uncle uh-huh. Vanya, Uncle Vanya, yeah. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Vanya. What's okay, up? so I think I was what you were a senior. Yeah. So I was um, two years younger, mm-hmm. and you were doing it on the main stage, right? Uh, uh, Huntington. No, I wish. <laughs> it wasn't? On the no, Huntington? no, it was... Well, uh, I pictured a full stage when I... Oh, was it black? But- yeah, we were in a black 401. Okay. Yeah, room 401. Whatever. I yeah. saw the Huntington. That's what my brain saw. <laughs> Good. Let's go with that. And I will not... I mean, because... And we did comedy. We did like Spawncom and all that stuff. Yeah, we did. Oh, God, that was fun. Yeah, and, improv. And, and I remember... I will never, ever, ever forget your Uncle Vanya. Ever, ever, ever. Ever. Evie Son, Evie Son, who was she directed uh, it? Yeah, she directed it. I owe it. I really owe it to her because she, because I was a wild lunatic at that time in my life. I was just like, yeah, weren't we all? And she, well, exactly. And she, she molded that performance. She took whatever crazy rage I had and put it in the right spots and whatever, whenever you know, depression or sad, weird shit I was working through at the time. She just like. Help me siphon it through that character. And I, yeah, that was like a landmark thing for me where I was just like, I was fucking Vanya. I was Vanya in in college, bitch. Yes. And I hope, I don't know. I hope your, I hope your fans know that. I mean, that's just something too about. No, they don't. Well, now they do. They're figuring it out. Um, They're figuring it out. That, and that's why I, that's my foot. Sorry, I that's stepped why I, on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I enjoy comedians comic actors like yourself because they're deep and they're not afraid to like be deep and i think that's a lot of why i don't like a lot of comedy Mm. and comedic people and that's why you're actually really funny 
because you can't go to you know like you're actually a connected person congratulations I just realized or do you love my shirt, shirt? Was. so your shirt Tell them. is the you can do it is the reproductive system of of the female yeah and your ovaries are giving the finger well or this flipping is me the, off the, the, this is a shirt Gifted to me by Matthew, one Matthew Wilkes. Yes. Appropriately. Yes. And these are the fallopian tubes. And the fallopian tubes are actually, because this is right, where the, the ovaries, tubes. excuse me, this right. is where the ovaries would be. Right. And so one missing ovary is giving the finger wow. to you. So I guess the tip of an, it's the a great shirt, fallopian, right? Fallopian, that's it's yeah. good alliteration. The fallopian is telling me to fuck off. It's saying my ovaries are gone. All right. Is that what it's saying? I mean, no. It's just I just think it's very creative. And Matt Wilkes was like, got it in a free something, what not, what have you. And he's like, here, you should have this. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Matt, mm-hmm. who we went to college with as well. Yeah. Who you did, what's the name of the movie? It's called uh, Gaby. Gaby we did. Yeah. And we did New York is Dead together. Right. Our little web series together. Oh, great. Yeah, it was fun. I love that you good. guys are, you guys were, were doing stuff in college. That man is the love of my life. Amazing. I met him in 1996. We got this tattoo. Oh, that's Can what I was going to ask you. So that's, that's you both me have and Matt it? got this. And no, check this. We were trying to figure out when it was, you it know, orientation. It just says 1996. It says 1996. Very a cool large. Font, very though. large. It's a good font. Well, Matt drew it. Yeah. And we were going to get the date we met. Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so we knew the year. And Matt's like, well, you get one on half the year and then I'll get half and then when we high five he has it on the outside of it so that connects because we're dumb oh. but I was like uh-uh bitch because then I'm going to be the one stuck with 96 and I'm going to have a goddamn 69 on my hand that's hysterical so, so we got this but it's real big I didn't realize that that's fucking funny but it's fun and so he has it on his left hand so when we high five it matches because it's literally the most romantic thing I've ever done in my life and it will end there. did it hurt you? yeah tattoos hurt but it hurts in the way that I like right I like a little. I like the pain. You like a little pain. I like a lot. <laughs> is it like? Is it, is I it, like pain. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean. It's the pain, pain of a good stretch. It's that like, uh, 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 and then you get past, it and you're just like, you're just like, your eyes are sort of rolling around, and you're just someone's like just etching into your bot. I can go. I can really go there. You're like, am I? Am I got unconscious? I just yeah. As long as someone is. Just poking my hand with something sharp, exactly. I'll be fine. It's not self-harm <laughs> if someone else is doing it that I pay them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you know. Let me ask you That's a question awesome. about mm-hmm. high maintenance. Oh, yeah. That just aired on Sunday. So that's why I called you. Thanks. That's why I texted you. Did you, you. see it? I saw it a exists. promo for you. <clears throat> oh, it's out already. Yeah. It, oh, I just saw, a, I saw a trailer and I was, was like, I know that lady. Yes. It just, just dropped this last Sunday. So what's you got an arc on the show or what's your no deal? they the high maintenance have you seen the show oh okay a so he's bit. visiting you and you're they, buying yeah Gondra he home. everybody's like has an episode it's each they're like these mini short films it's beautiful filmmaking they still do and it the same exact way yes wow. yes wow as and, it was on the internet because that's where they go yep yeah, okay. so it's still those sort of short films that are these gorgeous oh, little wow. gems into New York I thought they would find a way to weave them all together well I was in they do they bring back characters because I was right. in the Vimeo. Episode. I was in an episode called Genghis where I was a inner city, inner city, inner city school teacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and so you're then still playing the same character. Yeah, so then they brought her back because it was a small part back then during the Vimeo time. Right, and then they like decided to tell her story or tell a bit of her story. And so I'm so happy they decided so to put a spotlight on you. Thanks. It's really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. It was wild to see, but it was really fun. People need to know your work and that the energy that you have. And I really like, 
uh, I really want to find something where we're, we're like brother and sister I, or something. I, we, I, we must. There must be something. Of course I don't, there is. I mean, of course there is something, but maybe Live we make it. Very, yeah, sure. Live is very special. Um, I would. Performing with you live. Like like we did. What did we do? I mean, we, you know, I, like, was, I, I remember we did Bobby Golden Hell, right? Remember oh that? Oh, my God. Do you remember that? that? Was that at like the Irish Rep? Th- Where was that? I don't even know. It was some in some black box theater. What it was like the one hell? of the last shows I ever did. Right. Before Spelling Bee. I have no idea where we did that. I don't either. I think that was thirty two years you ago. You were the secretary in it. You were on stage for probably ten minutes right. of an hour and a half. Okay? Did Randy direct this? I believe so. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't remember or, who directed uh, anyway. it. Someone directed it. Wow, I'm really like I feel spiraling like we directed back it ourselves. Right. I'm sure we did. So I was me and Bjorn and you, okay, in oh this thing. God. I remember the way that the director had you positioned on stage for that 10 minutes. <laughs> you were in, like perfectly upstaging everyone. Oh, no. It didn't matter what you did. And I, and, <laughs> and I went to college with you. And I knew. Oh, no. That the, all the girl has to do is say, um. <laughs> you know, all the girls you have to do is, like, pick up a pencil, goddammit. <laughs> and no one will be. And so I was, mean. And I was trying to, like, convey this to the director. I was like, you don't understand. She's fucking Cal Burnett over here. And you put her up stage over there. No one's going to listen to fucking. No one's going to listen to what we're saying over here. It's important, you know. I promise I was mindful. No, no. I, I, I put you in the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's that's how much respect I have for you. I love you too much. Yeah, and and so I I I'm glad the it's getting out. I hope it continues to get. You know how these things go. It's like you never know. You thought about um, creating something for yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, we did New York is Dead, Matt and I, and uh, something on like uh, like a film. Well, I have written a short film and I'm trying to see what I can do with that because I've enjoyed I enjoyed producing New York is dead I le- yeah. enjoyed learning a lot about it so I'm I'm I have I have a great crew I have really smart people I just have to find the thing that I'm gonna shoot do you know I what I mean I have ideas I have my things I have ideas I have ideas I just have to find the thing that I'm gonna shoot and I put the energy in it and I got that. am I crazy was your mom a nun Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. M- Matt's mom was a nun. Matt's mom was a nun. Matt's mom was a nun. Yeah. To get? And and your parents were hanging out, right? Did they hang out or something? <laughs> I remember being at a play. Once. My parents are they know you. My mom I was talking to my mom the other day. She's like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna see Dan tomorrow. She goes, You tell Dan I say hi. You tell Dan I mean <laughs> You know my you know my parents. They've been to everything, and I know your parents very well. I remember, I remember a very specific moment where I was at a play. It's probably one of the first times I met your parents, and it was at a school. You were the first part of the show was you like stacking plates and knocking them over some shit. Oh, for five minutes, you came and saw Pains of Youth. Yeah, here we go. There we go. Directed by Sam. Gold. Holy shit. Set design by David Corrins. Wow. Motherfucking Tony, multiple Tony winners. Wow. That, because we would put those plays on together. Or together, like act one, this, the Williamstown crew. We then put plays on the first couple of years I was here. I have this flash. Wow. Yeah, it was early 2000s. That was an insane set that David made where I built, he got for, all these plays the, and then I would throw them. Yeah. You, it was you insane. Were, for the first 
I'm, I, in my mind, it was for the first five minutes, you were stacking plates, stacking plates and, and people were just, I was laughing very hard. <laughs> and I remember turning back to two women that were sitting behind me yeah. who were kind of like looking in astonishment because I don't think your mother had ever seen you live at that point or something. Really? Yeah. The fuck was it? Someone in very close to you was watching your performance and was just like what's she doing like astonished probably not my mom only maybe because your grandma? maybe it was my grandma or something yeah. judging <clears throat> and oh, i remember turning around maybe because well, she, maybe she didn't aunt understand or cousin? i don't know right didn't right understand and i was like oh you know her she's like yeah yeah she's you know related and and i go she's brilliant bless you it I pr it probably was but like they, an they aunt or a that. cousin. Yeah. My parent, like my parents, see they're so surprised. I mean, you and I, I'll, I'm speaking for you right now. I think we've been privileged with parents. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. And my parents, I think they they watch me, and it makes all the sense in the world. I have quite a show for you. What are you talking about? Because we're gonna talk to you, and then I'm doing a new thing with the show called. Tales from Beyond the Veil. And? And someone's going to call in. Shut up. <laughs> and they're going. What are going to do? And it's a buddy. They're all, well, the first one's a, a buddy of mine. And they have talked, they have stories about uh, astral projection, lucid dreaming, all sorts of, are you into that stuff? Yes. Okay. So first you, do you realize, do you know what your name is? I tell everybody what their real name means. Like, uh. I don't know what I my real name means. So Jen Harris. This is kind of beautiful. It's really beautiful. Oh I've God. never had one of these before. Wait, what is this called uh, that we're doing? I'm, I'm, Na name deciphering? Yeah. What is, okay. Etymology of people? Okay, great. Etymology. The etymology of people. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do it for all my guests. I'm, this is great. Yeah, Jen Harris. This is brilliant. The name Jennifer is an Arthurian legend baby name. Never heard that before. Arthurian with Camelot. an A? Camelot. Camelot. <laughs> in Arthurian legend, King Arthur. Really? Yes. The meaning of the name Jennifer is fair one. Really? Fair one. Fair one. Fair one. Fair one. Hit the R. Hit the R or you will be discommunicated. Fair one. Excellent. <laughs> you will be you will be part of the golden circle. Part of the golden circle. It's not exactly the round table, it's the table off to the side, it's, but it smells it's like a little bit like pee. It's got a little bit like a pee, but you're gonna feel you can be fine. You stay there for a couple be there for a couple of years. Couple of years, and step come, on some fecal matter, it's the child's table. Kill a couple of dragons. <laughs> And then Fair one. maybe you'll be able to be an intern <laughs> for the round table. <laughs> okay, so that's Jennifer. Story of my life. Fair one. <clears throat> Do you realize that Harris means um, son of Harry, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it also means home ruler. Oh, that makes sense. So your name is Fair One Home Ruler. If... Can I just say? From Game of Thrones. Of course. Of which I don't watch. But may I you say- You have to watch it. No, I've been watching I can't. It. I can't. Why? I can't because I tapped out on- What does that mean? You tapped like out Like I on, tapped out. I know, you know I know like, from, from UFC, but- Yeah, like I'm- that's so my, who that's are you my tapping? Reasons. 
I'm just tapping out on like I have to tap out on like the violence and the raping and the pillaging. Oh, I got to a point yeah. where I was just like, I got to tap out on that for right now. I understand. You felt like yeah, you're very sensitive. And I am. I yeah, am, yeah. and I needed you to tap like out on it. Yeah, you felt like you're. Um, saturated your, your reptilian mind uh, adrenal glands were being pumped too much i i yes that's a great way to put it yeah that's a great way to because put they it. do that you know they, manip- they manipulate you through your television and i'm yeah and i just some sort of i don't want that to be my in mm. for things and so i had to sort of tap out it's crazy because i i movie uh shows like um bingeable shows like breaking bad which is also incredibly violent one of the most violent right. shows ever which was i love my wife Jody, who is just like, I can't really watch it. She is the first one to say, let's, you know, she gets into it, and then, you know, and then she, you watch enough of it, you're totally desensitized to the right. crazy orgy of blood. Right, 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 right. Um, so the same thing's happening with Game of Thrones. She was like, I don't know, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Right. I was right. just like, nah. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I love. May I say I love Jody? I don't know why she sounds so like she that. She doesn't sound like that at sound all. Like She's that like, I don't want to watch it. Right. I'm busy. She sounds like a normal person. Like she sounds completely like a normal person. But she is there as an aspect of her, to her. She's like, I don't know about dragons and ice people. And- <laughs> but like, who does? Do you know what I fucking mean? Like, of course, of course, like, of course. I know this is the 4D experience. I respect that. I happen to like dragons I, and ice people. I'm sure. I I, I grew respect. Up with dra- I grew up with dragons and ice people. I believe you. In my neighborhood. I, be- I believe you. <laughs> in Bergen Beach. Bergen Beach? Okay, hold on. Yes. Are we... Con- I'm glad that's my name, and that really makes sense because I'm a true homebody who's homeless right now, but a homebody. To, I'm excited for Game of Thrones comes back. I mean, I'm giving a lot of time to Game of Thrones. I want Dinklage on this show. If there's one... I want Dinklage to go on. Do you know him? I want Dinklage in there. I do know him. I yeah. do. I know him through Eric. He's fucking lovely genius. Wife. Um, he is a genius. 30 Rock. Yeah. Th- oh, God. I was a one-legged hooker. No, you were Oh, weren't. you need to watch that. I'll send you my reel. You can just watch the scene. You can just watch the scene. <laughs> I'm going to send you. I'm a one-legged hooker. Who are you in Under it? a bridge Who's with it? Alec Baldwin. Of course you are. And Tina Fey. Stop it. I'm sending you the scene. I mean, that's the greatest thing ever. I've. Never had a better day in my life. Oh, my I'm a God. one-legged hooker, and then at the end, I climb through the car window. Like it's so good. Were I, they laughing unstoppably? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Alec Baldwin was so wonderful to me, and so was she. They were great. Of course he was. Of course he was. Alec Baldwin. You must see that scene, and I'm sending Let it. Let me tell you something. He's you know a mensch. He, <laughs> yes, yes. he's after spelling bee on Broadway, right? Oh. I got after the show. You you get a call sometimes, and you go, or like someone will tell you, like this person wants to see you. Come yeah. down to the green room. So I got a call. Alec Baldwin, uh, his daughter wants to meet you. Come down to this special, you know, alt- alternate room. So I'm like, okay. like alternate room. Yeah. I've been here for a year and a half. Exactly. How do I know this theater have an alternate so room? So I had to push a special book in a bookshelf. <laughs> no, no, I had to do a Gene Wilder impression. Oh. Put the candle back. I, and then. It's my favorite movie. Anyway. Me too. See, that's why. It's I, my favorite movie. Yeah, me too. Do, 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 do. Okay, oh my so, God, you and I need to watch that together. Yeah, we do. We should commentary. Anyway. Okay. So, anyway, the person, Alec Baldwin's daughter. So, I go out there and it's him. And he's standing there and, he, and he's with his daughter. Who's like, oh my God, you were fantastic in the show. And she was lovely. And he's standing there holding two suitcases. 
Like 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 what? They could have been like seventy pounds each, and he's just holding just them. Just gold his bars. He's just holding them. What? I just want to say. I want you to say. I want you to know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's great. I, I it's sound great. like Alan Arkin. No, your voices are amazing. So he's just all. He's just all. You're. He's a, you, you, you did a fantastic job in the show. You're fantastic. Well, you're wonderful. You're a fantastic guy. He's, he's my number. <gasps> if you want to call me, but I, I don't. What? Say, I'm sure the number expired. But I would during that time I would call him for advice. Sometimes I would say, "Hey, you want to you know be in a play?" He never said yes. Sure. Sometimes he would give me advice. He would he would always fucking return my phone call. Are you serious? Yes. He's like, I like what you're doing. You're a young actor. I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep an eye on you. And he, God bless him. God bless him. Have you seen him since? Haven't seen him since. Right, but it will but turn up. See, he will, uh, of me, course, remember you, know, you. Here's the thing about that. Of course he'll remember course. me. The few times that I have seen him over the years, um, it's been lovely to me. Oh, he's the best. Same thing with Christopher Walken. Like they, they Oh my god. These guys they never forget, man. If you make an impression on them, they're very nice to you. I love them. Um so I'm so happy. So how was Tina Fey? How was the experience? Oh my god, like, it was great. Yeah. It was super great. Yeah. It was really it was it was fun because we had to do this whole like buckle thing on my thigh because I was a hooker and then I had to like take off my fake leg. It was just really fun. And then and then she said after the scene, she said, and she's amazing and she's doing everything. You know, she's producing, she's making decisions on costumes, acting, writing, producing everything. And then at the end of the scene, we we shot it and then we were on Alex's shot, which was my shot walking away. She goes, um, can you? When you walk away, can you climb through the window of that car? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. It was the most, I was just like, yes, no. And all I thought was, this has to work. This has to work. I'm doing it like props. Everybody has to figure everything Holy out because I'm doing shit. it. And it is funny shit. Oh, She's yeah. Just fun. It's just funny as hell. The two of them. And he was great. And you know, and then I was the last shot. They turned around on me and, and Alex said, he goes, all right, kids, show us what you got. You got it. Just like. Pumping me pumping up, up, pumping me up, took that damn time. This was, you know, o'clock in the morning. Do you know what I mean? And just, just was like, all right, kid, you got this. And was just in, just with me, with me. I loved it. It was great. What a great guy. Yeah. Even though, uh, you know, sometimes uh, he's caught on camera screaming at people. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I you could him. catch me on camera screaming exactly. at people. Exactly. Could happen to anybody. <laughs> When you have children, especially, you can become a maniac. It's out of love. I hear that. Silence the musical. Let me tell you something. You know Silence the Musical. Of course, I saw it. I loved it. You were brilliant. It's amazing. Brilliant. It was my favorite thing in the history of the world. You were Clarice. I was Clarice. And I gagged when I saw in your podcast you had Colleen Atwood. You gagged? Like, I'm dying. Oh, like yeah, I yeah. gagged. Like oh, my I God. Gag reflexed. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I gagged. And I'm... Have you listened to it? Are you kidding? Yes. Immediately this morning. And she came. You know, they all came. He bought bought tickets. Really? And they all came. The whole crew. The whole crew came to the show when we were at Theater 80, that opening summer, when we finally opened downtown off Broadway. Yeah. The entire crew (coughs) sat in the audience. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And Jodie Foster came. She did not. She did not let anyone know she was coming. She came no. like hat down. And then our stage manager was like, Holy she's fuck. here. She came, said nothing, brought no came by herself. And then she left. And the next day she sent a note yeah. saying that it was really great and she loved it. Wonderful. And they all oh loved it. God. They all loved it. What a fu- I gotta talk to That Colleen. was heaven. I gotta talk to Colleen about that. It was heaven. It was heaven. 
I it was it was one of those things where you're like you were, I can you were die with it now from the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of those that's like spelling bee. You were like yes, exactly. from the inception. Exactly. And you saw it go all the way. It did not go to Broadway. I didn't win yeah, a Tony. Close it's to fine. Fucking Broadway. <laughs> didn't it get close to Broadway? We we were off Broadway and then we moved up to Midtown. Yeah. Oh God. Times scare. Well, that's if Damn. you're in Times Scare. It was <laughs> there, <laughs> You it made was, it, kid. It was a terrible space, to tell you the truth. But there was a haunted house next door that we went into every night after the show, which was really fun. Oh, okay. But were they real ghosts? No, they were like, you know, people hired to, you know. No, it was an actual haunted house that you paid money to go and walk through. And we did it every single night after the show. It was terrible. Do you believe probably in magic? Do you believe Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in spirits. Is it the same thing? Sure. Yeah, the then I of, do. The kind of spirits you tap into when you, you drink too much? Uh... No, because you don't I, do that. You don't I smoke. stopped you... drinking. I got sober 15 years ago. So have you, in getting healthy, have you had some like um, enlightening um, third eye opening experiences? Yeah. Really? I remember, can I say this? I remember Please. the night that was like my bottom. I saw my, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. I was, and my bottom, I was all fucked up. I was in my room. So and I, like you hit rock bottom, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I called my friend on the phone, Jack Fervor, and um, I told him, you know, I confessed and saying I need help and everything. Yeah. And I was laying in bed, and as he was talking to me, I saw myself in the doorway that was like a decrepit, decaying, not like scary monster, but like me just awful just like an embodiment of just like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, just like mm. decrepit person. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a woo-woo. I'm not anything. And I wasn't like, you know, I also was a little fucked up. So that might have, of course, had something to do with sure. it. But it wasn't like I was like meth or coke or any of that stuff fucked up. But I, I and I just like saw her and I was like, oh my God, wow. like that's where we're going. And this was young. I was 26. Wow. And you thought she was there. You were hallucinating. Well, I was saying to Jack on the phone, I was like, um, there's a crazy lady. I'm my- <laughs> sorry. to." I, and I said to him, I was like, um, I know this is I was like, I just want to say right now as we're talking Whoa. that I'm seeing myself in the doorway. Wow. And I just want to keep saying it until oh that's not there. And oh it was God. the weirdest to this day. It's the weirdest thing in the world that I've that's ever like, experienced. That's like Stanley Kubrickian. That's like Kubrickian. Yes, yes it was Kubrickian. Wow. Kubri- Kubrickian. Kubrickian. Yes, Kubrickian. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I guess I must. I think it's time for Tales from Beyond the Veil. Calling all astral projectors. Calling all astral projectors. Now it's time for Tales from Beyond the Veil. I'm so excited. Hey, um, hey Maximus. Ma- Max- yeah. Maximilian, can you call our first guest? You got it. Oh my gosh! This is Eugene Rocklin. Okay. Who um, he helped. This is the three thirty brother. Uh, he helped us. He helped me a lot editing. Um, he was actually in Don Peyote. Oh really? Super genius guy. <laughs> he did a he he was into uh, Bitcoin. Like created the stop. Code for, hey. Hey, how's it going? Hello, genius. 
How you doing? It's Eugenius. Hi, Eugenius. <laughs> it's Dan and Jen. Hi, how you doing? Dude, you, what are you just waking up, man? <laughs> <laughs> no shame. No, I've been up for a while. Uh, Good. At work right now. But uh, Thanks for taking the time. I want to talk to you guys. Dude, um, it's good to hear from you, man. So you, where are you, in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, in L.A. now. Pretty. Work. Okay, so you're our first guest in Tales from Beyond the Veil. This is our section of the 40X podcast. And I'd like to, the reason love, or we're getting into this, because I'd like to, to get into the, the 4D aspect of that, the the title there you know there's the obviously the the type of movies that i go see 40x movies right but let's talk about different mm -hmm. dimensions you know let's let's get into that there's 3d there's 40 there's 5d okay there's 60 that some people say think it goes up to 12 dimensions some people think it goes up to uh you know it, over 44 or 50 or ad infinitum ad infinitum thank you so my brother eugene um, who I was giving you a short introduction, but man, you're 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 a very smart uh, individual, um, and I think that um, you may, in certain places, be using a little bit more of your brain <laughs> than other people, man. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, you know, just just because of the stuff that we got into, just in our little, you know, THC conversations, but uh, because we got into a lot, right? We got into a full yeah, spectrum. We, we got into everything from creating television and creating films and editing and you even acted and stuff but you also had an incredible your mind could wrap around in really complicated mathematics so i really want to with that knowledge the audience has now i just want you to get into some of the astral projection and astral plane uh diving and spelunkering that you've been that you've talked to me about do i need to do you remind you i, re I remember just as a gateway Right now, mm -hmm. I remember a story where you said one time you were practicing astral projection and you remember you were sitting on the side of your bed and then the wall yeah. just crashed down and be yeah. beyond yeah, it that was... was that the, was definitely yeah. one of the more vivid moments. Yeah. And, uh, that actually wasn't when I was uh, practicing it. That was... Uh, I have this thing that affects uh, some people. Like, you could read about it online. It's called sleep paralysis. What? Yes, of course. And, uh, I had that as a kid. So I, basically... I think I used to actually yeah, project people, as a kid, but I, I kind of grew out of it. So a lot of people experience it, and it's actually where a lot of these, like, supernatural stories come from, where, like, people visiting you at night or people sitting on your bed and talking <laughs> to you. And yes. basically what it is is just, like, you're falling asleep, but your mind hasn't fallen asleep, and your body's, your body's releasing all these chemicals that pretty much paralyze your body, so... If you're like running in your sleep or punching in your sleep, you know, you ever try to throw a punch in your sleep and it's like really difficult. Yeah. It's, it's your body suppressing your natural movement so you don't thrash around in your sleep. You yes. Know? But sometimes it forgets huh. to like cut off your brain. And so you just start dreaming with like your eyes wide open. And like the first few times it happened to me was kind of like this really weird experience because the first time it happened, it, uh, like you, you just, you're just lying down. And, like, you just hear, like, a soft buzzing, and then all of a sudden, like, a person will come into your room and sit on your bed. <gasps> and then you, like, feel it. Feel it. <gasps> you know? Like, you feel the weight of the person on your bed. You feel them locking eyes with you. It's as real as anything else in the world. And, like, the first time that happened, I kind of got 
<laughs> like pretty freaked out about it, didn't sleep the rest of the night. And so I did all this research and then like I realized it was just like sleep paralysis. And so the next time it happened, okay, I just kind of leaned into it, you know, instead right. of like, like freaking out and trying to take myself out of it. I yeah. kind of leaned into it. And I vividly remember I was just lying in bed and I had that same feeling happen. Like mm-hmm. you feel this like, kind of like tingling and then some people describe it as like a buzzing in their ears or whatever right and you kind of yeah you feel like your your hands become super heavy and you can't move and then all of a sudden i vividly remember like uh, like uh, a ghostly figure came into my room and then kind of disappeared and right after that it was like something like out of like a 1980s movie you know where the walls just come down just like bap 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 and all around you you're just like in a different environment just somewhere else like your dream has now started like dreamscape right? like the there. like the movie dreamscape or like a you know nightmare on elm street or something i was thinking nightmare on elm yeah. street yeah, yeah. eugene yeah, how like how okay. can we do this okay well, okay <laughs> Gagging. Yeah. Well, well yes exactly <laughs> I, I think he just kind of happened upon it um but uh, I want you to also, if you've trained a little more, I'd love you to go into it, but I want you to continue with this. So so the walls come down, and then, then what? Did you start flying over some dreamscape? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird because you know how uh, you have, like, are you guys familiar with lucid dreaming, where, like, you become aware that you you're can, asleep yeah. and you can kind of control your dream? Yeah. Well, this is like lucid dreaming on crack because right. you're aware that you're dreaming from the get-go. So there's none of this, like, sudden realization of you like holding a giant mushroom and talking to elves and being like, wait a minute, I'm asleep. You're like, no, this is like me from the get go. And so you get to just define your dream. You get to just do whatever you want to do right from the onset. And as long as you don't lose that like thread of concentration, uh, Hmm. you're essentially astral projecting at that point because you, you can leave your body. You can see your body in the bed sleeping and then you just, just fly around you have just full full freedom okay so you're flying around okay so the but but right you you I, i've heard about people who are able to go visit friends and hear conversations they're having you know floating outside their windows and shit hearing and coming back and then calling them and saying hey i know what you guys are talking about um i know that people can fly around this plane of existence but i'm i'm curious what other planes of existence you were flying around so that, that's where it gets kind of like a little bit on the scary side. So there's sometimes like there's there's different when you fly around, and I know this is subjective, and I'm sure people experience it differently. But there have also been like numerous writings about it, like Carlos Castaneda. Oh yeah, and there's different like uh, almost like energy vortexes when you're flying around, and you could feel them. Like if you lose that thread of conversation, for instance, and I know this sounds kind of crazy, but like. For example, the ocean, right? The ocean just has so much life in it and right. all this different energy. And, like, if you get too close, it just starts to suck you in. It's an it undertow. Stops. It's got an undertow. Yeah, it's got an undertow. It stops being fun. And it's not like, because you're no longer, at the moment, you're no longer in control and it's, like, against your will. Uh, against your will, it's, like, right. it ceases to be fun and enjoyable. And right. And, kind of, you know, you wake up in a cold sweat. and Oh, God. 
you know, it, it, it's one of those. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you're, you're basically shedding any armor and you're putting your fucking soul out there into the unknown. I mean, it's... it's that's, and that's, yeah, that's kind of how, like, old shamans described it as, as well as that, like, you're shedding your mortal body and your soul is just out there. You know, your, your soul is out there untrained versus all these other entities who are potentially more powerful than you. Yeah, or have been there longer. What they would want your right. soul for, you know, if we're going to wax esoterical like that. I right. equate it um, to, like, when we, uh, this is what I think, it, like, uh, I think if you're not prepared, if you're not a spiritual warrior when you die, mm. and, and you don't know how to control the energy of your body and your chi, if you don't know how to manipulate any of that. You're screwed. Your, your soul leaves its mortal coil behind and just floats out toward the light or whatever like a bunch of like uh, little turtles going to the ocean right. and then you got all these fucking seagulls you know whatever diving grabbing dimensional so it's really like carol ann stay away from the right <laughs> yeah, exactly. going to the light carol ann i mean is that what it's like uh gene <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> like if it's anything like that like you, you just you're being sucked towards something. I know that, like, Hasmita and the shamans that he described yeah. described uh, what we perceive death as, as they call it, uh, they call it the big eagle. Huh. They can't, like, describe it as this energy that just, like, fills you with love. Right. And you can't look at it directly, and they could only ever see its shadow, and it looked like an eagle, so they called it the big eagle. But essentially... And Carlos Castaneda to ask them, they're like, so look, what happens to you when you die? And they're like, well, the eagle just has a bigger snack to feast, you know, if you, like, lived your life to the fullest. And that's Whoa. what it is. Your energy just gets, they Whoa. believe that your energy just gets recycled into this vortex and then doles it out to the next person. Right. But, it, um, well, that seems like, uh, I mean, that seems <laughs> like uh, very simplified. I, I would hope that you would... Like they talk, they talk about karma, and they talk about like um, people getting stuck in karmic loops and having to uh, reincarnate and repay the debt, debts of right. their parents and shit. And they're, you know, like I was told on several occasions that I was I was in a like a, a karmic loop of uh, of anger, and that if I didn't like solve that, I'd I'd be stuck and I I, I couldn't graduate. Who told you that? A psychic. Really? Yeah, I've had a couple crazy same psych- to say say the same thing. Yeah, like like okay, so Eugene, you remember Don Peyote when we were making Don Peyote? Yes, very much. <laughs> yeah, good. So the first uh one of the first um remember I met Anya uh, Anya Briggs, right? And she yes. was the right, yep. you remember her. She was very powerful psychic. I didn't know at the time. I was incredibly skeptical. I'm sitting there at Collective Hardware, just in the party zone, and we're filming this. This was kind of like before the movie even really started. Yeah, but we had footage of it. It's, we were it's just out. shooting random footage. Yeah, we just, yeah. yeah, we were like, um, it was the documentary part of it. It was just like, let's just shoot everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she gave me these crystals and basically jump-started my fucking chakras. Yeah. One by one. Um, like they were ignition keys, man. Like she was like a, she was, and and I was, I was like so skeptical before that. And then I felt this energy. I felt it inside of me. I felt, I felt her being able to manipulate it. And oh my God. that there was something bigger than us, right? The last thing I saw uh, was the third, she put the crystal up to my third eye, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she, 
and I, f- I f- saw something. I saw what you would describe as sacred geometry or, or what you would, in, in my head, had my eyes closed, and I saw, and I wasn't giving her anything. I was like tight-lipped. I was like, I'm not going to tell her. God right, she doesn't it. get anything. Yeah, exactly. I get the crystals. You get nothing. I get, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I saw in my head, I'm not shitting you. I'm, I shit you not. Yeah. I'm, I'm close on this fields of golden pods. What? Like if you opened up a um, like a pomegranate. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like, except golden pods for eternity. And I said in my head. Like he- fractal pods? Like, yeah, basically like a, like, like a honeycomb or something. But they were, they were mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. spherical, rounded. And, uh. And I thought, what is this? Like this, and 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 as soon as I thought, what is this? I the camera pulled back in my mind, and I was able to see what it was, and I saw that it was the skin of this um, machine that was basically just floating in front of my eyes, and, and with my eyes closed. You know, I was seeing it with my third eye. So it was a, it was like two pyramids, base to base. So like. Uh, oh like a sacred geometric uh, diamond, essentially. And then it would turn, <gasps> okay? And um, and all this happened very quickly. And um, like a piston. And then it made, you know, that classic uh, Star of David shape. But right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then it would uh, unbuckle, and then it would go back to the diamond shape. So it was telling me, it was like, this is a machine. This is moving. Yeah, you're you have machine technology inside of you. Intake compression, power exhaust. Intake <laughs> compression, power exhaust. <laughs> so I so afterward, after this experience where I saw this thing and I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at here?" I opened my eyes, and she had this whole relationship. Anya's whole thing was that she had a relationship with some entities on the fifth or sixth dimension. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, who were part of like some kind of like uh, Justice League of uh, aliens? Wait, I'm okay. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm exactly. here. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm in the room. Yeah, and uh, and 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 I'm just like, okay, yeah, right, whatever. Except I'm fucking feeling and see, yeah, yeah. seeing this shit. Yeah, still not giving it to her, but man, are you feeling it? And she says, "Oh, the Galactic Council says welcome back, welcome <gasps> back," and they're applauding. They say, "Oh my gosh, you all oh, great." She said, "Oh, you can, you can see your Merkaba now." And I go, and supposedly what I was seeing was everyone has this technology in their brains, the sacred geometric technology when they, when your third eye is awakened, where your Merkaba is this machine, your body, your soul's armor. When you astral project, so you don't become a little tortoise being eaten by seagulls, you put your soul inside the Merkaba. And kind of travel around like it's your fucking spacecraft. What are you thinking at, Eugene? That's pretty crazy. You ever heard about uh, that? I've, I've I've heard a little bit about the Merkaba and stuff like that, what? but I, I haven't looked too much into it. For me, honestly, the whole the whole exploring that thing ended kind of abruptly when yeah. I, I used to toy with it a lot and then it kind of ended abruptly when I went through like 40 false awakenings in a row oh. and I was like this this is this is not to be messed around with this yeah it's so it's serious false false awakenings it's like Russian doll syndrome that's what I call it uh, so that, yeah, that, that used so, to happen so, like it's like the movie Inception where you don't know you're in a dream right shit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so what happened so your soul got a little too loose 
right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, I was experimenting with sleep paralysis quite a bit because if you practice enough, you can kind of trigger it. Like the trick is, is like, you know, when you get into that mood when you're feeling like really sleepy and you start yawning and stuff, and you know you're about to fall asleep. But you keep your mind active. Yeah. And you just keep it active through that phase to where it would like conk out and stop recording memories. And then you can kind of force it. Like it doesn't work all the time, but you can kind of force it and like go into sleep paralysis. Oh my God. And Crazy. I did that once. And by the end of the dream, I just couldn't wake up. <gasps> like I, w- I would keep waking up in my bed. Right. And I would be like, all right, awake. And then I would run to the mirror. I had. I had this giant mirror and uh, I would, I had like a necklace around my neck or something that said something. I would keep trying to read it in the oh my mirror God. because I just kept remembering that in a dream, yeah. you can't read a book and you can't turn a light switch on and off. That was <gasps> like the two signs to look for if you're in the dream, you know, right, exactly. really simple. And so I would do those two things over and over, try to read something and keep flicking the light switch until I was like, nope, still asleep. And at some point, you <laughs> know, when it happens for like the 10th, 10th 15th time you're like am i in a coma oh my god you know like what's happening like it really it really freaks you out and then like you wake up and you realize that a doing all of this without like external guidance and just kind of using google and stuff right google maybe a little dangerous stop it no you need a you need a guru you don't need a google you need a guru you yeah. need someone like a Yoda, you know, to guide you because you're if you're just going out and being like a fucking astral astronaut just into the, you know, great beyond like that, it's you're gonna you're gonna lose your space. Pack. You're, gonna, you're gonna get you're gonna lose your space back <laughs> to say the least. You're gonna get you know you're gonna run into some some crazy shit and oh so so like like I guess like someone who's a master at this who has trained and trained and trained would be like, okay, I'm in sleep paralysis now. Let me get into let me squeeze my soul into my Merkaba. Let me start up my Merkaba. Let me travel around the universe. Oh yeah. All of these other things that could And before yeah get before be- you even got to that point, you would probably have your guru would be doing it with you at the Sure, same time, yeah. Everyone you on the plane. Exactly. Like, He's yeah. like with you. It sounds like and it then sounds so healing. It is. It, every time every time you have an astral journey supposedly and it goes well mm-hmm. if you don't run into something that drains your energy mm. but you have a great astral adventure it's supposed to cleanse your soul and energize you oh my god i need that <laughs> like it's the kind of I mean, like it's just, the kind of sleep you had you when you were a kid with, yeah mm. i used to astral project when i was a kid is that I mean is that true eugene when, like, yeah, you, you just wake up with like I mean from from a from physiological perspective it's you wake up with like a full dopamine release oh and my it's like God. feeling great and just like you'll be feeling good about absolutely everything it's like it's one of the best feelings like it it, it does feel soul cleansing in a way I could definitely see how somebody could equate it to that um sure. I wonder if insurance covers it. <laughs> I should it's call so, Cigna. You know, soon, soon. Right? L- let's hope so. Let's hope. They're, they're making. Listen, they're making mushrooms legal, and that's li- that's like you know, a couple Good. steps there. Um, I think that. I think that what would be interesting is uh, doing therapies with DMT because, yeah, like a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that you described in your Anya vision sounded really similar to the visuals that you get on like a DMT trip. Right. I don't know if you've ever partaken. But, yeah, what's weird you know. is 
I've I have yet to see visions like that again. And um anytime I've done ayahuasca or something, the visuals I felt a lot, but the the visuals have been limited and um there've been visuals, but I, I haven't been like, Oh my god, I was a I was a prehistoric piranha for a half hour. Like that never <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's what you got. <laughs> that never happened to me, but that happened to a buddy of mine. A prehistoric piranha? Yeah, he was thrashing around on the floor because it Because anger. Because it has Because, because anger. <laughs> sure. But it ha- you learn it oh, ayahuasca is in, it is is an intelligence that is there to teach you whatever you need to know. And he, right. need, he needed to be a yeah, fucking piranha. <laughs> You know. I'd be fucking cherry from Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's what I'd end up being. I would love that. What were you saying, Pal? Do you remember as uh, part of research for Don Peyote, we went down to Peru? Yeah. Uh, some of the crew went down to Peru to do ayahuasca yes. and do the, uh, do the uh, San Pedro, which is like a different kind of peyote. It's like just straight cactus slurry, basically. Oh, my God. And uh, when I, did, I went yeah, down there. I did that recently. And we did. You did that recently? San Pedro, yeah. So, yeah, keep going, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so when we went down there was actually another instance where I felt like uh was astral projecting, and it was like I went down there, and uh, we did the ayahuasca, and it didn't really do much for me, so I asked the shaman for the San Pedro <laughs> for the next Amazing. ceremony. Yeah. And uh, it was like, you know, it takes a while to hit in, but then all of a sudden, like, I don't even remember the transition from, like, being you know, normal to like completely like in my mind tripping and just like, it was like at that point, like when it fully started, like the whole world just became like, you know, fractal checkerboards and like somebody in your brain's just whispering to you like, Oh, you just want to open a portal. Just, you know, do this and just walk right in and feel your body. Like what? That was was about the only other time that I've had. And you'll see. World of your imagination. Um, that's that's trippy, man. I I I've had some. Um, Does it get scary? Yeah, that's, of course it gets scary. I mean, it's like you're. Hey, I, I want to ask this one question because I remember I we were I, I wrote it into when you're astral projecting. Um, you remember that scene that we were talking about where it, we were going to put it in Don Peyote, but I think I'm going to put it in my graphic novel Brooklyn Gladiator. Like it was like um, a marine from Vietnam or something like comes from Vietnam, to, and then he gets pulled out by the umbilical cord. Yeah, what? the silver umbilical cord. So is that is that a thing? Is that a thing? Do you the, do, the, you, do you feel the, the silver si- umbilical cord when you're yeah? yeah I've, oh, it's your tether. It's like your tether to the world. Amazing, and it brings you back. But it's your tether to your body, right? It's it's your tether to your body, and it actually has some really interest, like interesting uh, Kabbalistic origins. Where in the Great Temple, mm. uh, the priests would have like a silver cord tied to their waist, so that when they went into the room that contained the name of God, if it was like so overwhelming for them that they would pass out, their assistants would like pull them out. Holy shit balls! What? So like, I don't know if you're familiar with the stories of the old like with the of the old you know temple but supposedly it had like the name of god the full name of god which in hebrew kabbalistic lore is like the most powerful artifact 
in existence, like the full 52 character name God. People used to go into the temple uh, one time a year and they would pray directly to God. And there was these two marble lions that would stand there and they would roar at you. What? What? Where you would leave and you would forget the full name of God. And only the priests, like the high, high priests, were allowed access. Oh my God. During like non holiday times. So they would have the silver cord <laughs> around them. Because oh. at any point, the name of God is so overwhelming. It's like such a force that it would literally dislodge your soul from your body. Wait, where is this? Where is this again? Where are we going? Is this in Jerusalem? This was the, I think, the original Temple of David. Okay. Like, uh, the original, where the, what the Wailing Wall is now. Gotcha. So. So we can't go? But it's not there anymore. <laughs> the name's not there anymore? It's not there, no. What happened destroyed. to the temple? It got destroyed. Holy shit. I want lions to roar at me and have me forget things. I wanted to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> that's messed up. That's that's crazy. It doesn't exist anymore. It must have been some powerful magic to knock that shit down. Well, to this day, people still go to the wall and leave their prayers in the cracks of the wall. Yeah. So, the, so that's... That it gets forgotten. So that wall That's about our closest connection we have to that. Yeah. Is that a wall that is that that's the why last, that wall is so It's the like, last wall revered. that's standing. It's the wow. last wall that's standing from Dave, uh, David's Temple. Is it's, that is that what it the is? The history I'm not 100% clear on the history. I know it got destroyed and rebuilt a bunch of times and that's such one a, of the incarnations of it, yeah. I'm such a bad Jew. I'm such a bad Jew. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even a high holiday Jew. But I've I've been fasting no. a lot. You're a, you're a great Jew to be worried about it, to feel guilty about exactly. it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. To have the, yes, exactly. As long as we maintain the guilt. <laughs> as long as I have anxiety and as long as my you're stomach great. hurts. You're doing great. You're and doing it's great. a little hot here. Right. <laughs> you're doing great. Uh, Eugene, you. dude, you're the best. Um, can I keep on? Because I, I can continue. I'd like to have you on another time. I feel like there are more stories to talk about here, brother. Oh, definitely. It's, uh, I love talking to you. Yeah, man. You, you're you're in L.A., right? I really like being on your podcast. Yeah, I'm in L.A. now. Yeah, Eugene has more things to teach us. Oh, yeah. He's a very smart individual. I really appreciate it, guys. Dude, okay, I'm going to let you go because uh, we have only because we have another person we got to call. Um, and uh, and I'm definitely going to keep bringing you on. I'm going to – this is an ongoing thing, all right? I really appreciate that, man. I'd love to be back. It's nice to meet you, Eugene. Nice meeting you as well. <laughs> all right. You guys have a lovely day. Godspeed, man. Godspeed. Oh, my God. I like getting Shakespearean sometimes. Yeah. Godspeed. What else do we have? Maximum, Maximilian, Max. Yo. Um. Okay, so we got uh, Gracie up next. Oh my God! I'm because, ready. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, because this Who's is Gracie. Okay. Oh my God! This is the even the next level. So you have I gave you a little. This is a, Eugene was an appetizer. I didn't even know this is what I was getting today for coming to Midtown. And I'm truly appreciative of this. Are you digging it? Yes, I am in. I'm freaking out. I'm going to be on Google, on the train on the way home, being like, I need to start trying to command my dreams slash slide into them a little bit more consciously. Good. I think that's part of uh, our evolution, just just to talk about this stuff. Because... What he's talking about, astral projection, that's the tip of the fucking iceberg. Because, Which, By the way, it's the first time I've heard that phrase. Shocking. Really? Yes, yes. Yeah, they don't, the, the, the people that have mastered this stuff. They don't want it out. Oh, boy. Who are we calling? 
Oh, they're not. They're Graysilla. not there yet. Grace. Grace. She might just be underground. Right. She might just <laughs> underground. I don't know. Subway. She's in Vegas. Underground. You think she's in like a, a deep underground? So I'm going to tell her that we're calling her. I hope so. Calling you. Uh. Did it, hey, Maximilian. Yo. Are we on maximum power, man? Yeah, give me one second. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> um. So I I met this woman. Uh huh. On. <laughs> on Uh-oh. Instagram. Great. Okay, she. Let's get into her for a second. Um. So she's a psychic. Oh my god! I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. What she she has introduced me to um an amazing world because I come at it from wow, if half of this stuff is true, even if half of it's not true, all this conspiracy stuff. Sure, sure. It's such gold for the stuff that I write, like like Moon Lake and Brooklyn Gladiator and my you know, it's just it's just an incredible golden well to draw from for storylines. It's also comforting to me. And then even if and then if it is true, you know, I'm doing my part to like get this stuff out into the world, you know. Um that's how at least how I feel. Of it. course. I'm a goddamn patriot. You're a patriot, you're a sage, <laughs> you're a guru, you're a giver. So her name is Grace Palomino. Oh my gosh. She's from Vegas. Thank now let God. me tell you <laughs> what her Instagram says here, because uh, she's amazing. Oh my god. Co-creator. New Earth Ascension teacher, spiritual life coach, intuitive medium, New Earth guide, medical medium. What? I guess she's a healer. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. So and you saw her on Instagram. I saw her on Instagram because I'm doing. I'm coming from the martial arts angle. Okay. Okay. So I've been doing this show, uh, this like docu series. <laughs> called um story of masters where i went around to fucking japan and china and korea what met with these masters because that's what i've been doing for exercise and um so part of it is chi yeah chi is prana chi is fucking you know kundalini it's life the energy whole life force up and down that spine you ever had one of those kundalini experience? oh yeah kundalini have you oh yeah the yo- kundalini yoga kundalini like those br- oof so it was a you, while ago. It was in LA. So you did you feel um, the what the Kundalini the the, the the serpents the serpent moving up through you? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. And what was? And, but what, I don't. You know. But it's the funny. The two but, serpents climbing your spine into your brain, projecting yeah. out into the universe. I, think, I felt that once. I think I only had one. I think I maybe was missing a serpent, but I do think that <laughs> I I have found that. What do you mean? You physically, were missing I was a missing. Serpent. I think I got like one serpent going. So through did me. you feel it only on half of your body? I think so. So, but it was. So, what was that experience? I don't well, it was. Any, I, I was give, no any it's, projecting it's, or anything. On I I feel like through yoga, especially through Kundalini, when I was trying it there, there was because I believe movement, you know, physical movement is connected to spiritual movement, and I there was something about the breath. And the energy, it was like, it was almost like electricity came from my toes up through my head. And it happened one time and I couldn't get it back. Okay. So but it was like, ele- it was like a tingly electricity from your toes to your head. And I thought for a second, I was like, oh, did I like 
oh, did I like sit on my leg wrong? Like I actually <laughs> thought it was, you know, like something fell asleep. So or you something. felt like a live wire. I felt a live wire. So you did you like were, an electric current. You were doing Kundalini yoga during this. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were breathing. Uh, and, yeah, I think it was. And how were you sitting or I think standing? I was sitting. Yeah. Sitting cross lotus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cross legged. Yeah. And there was some. I don't even. This was years ago. Yeah. And I was breathing. Mm -hmm. All right. So were you had. So what you had is whether it was one snake. Or, was it? But it was something you were conscious of, or was it overwhelming? It was not overwhelming. Overwhelming. So you. How long did it stay with you? That that electric current flowing through you. I think it like came upon, and I felt it, and then I. I don't quite think because it was the first time I felt it. I didn't quite know to go with it. As Eugene was talking, it's not like going with things or sort of fighting it. I think yeah. I was surprised by it. So I think it lasted maybe like 20 seconds. And I was surprised by the energy. And then I was like, oh, what's happening? I feel it. a little like yeah. tingly. And, and I thought, am I like, again, is a foot falling asleep or something? But then I knew hmm. it wasn't that right, okay. because I felt like a tingly electric current go up through my head and like shoot out of my head. Right. Okay. And then I was like, oh, this is what's supposed to happen. Have you ever done acupuncture? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you ever felt that this a similar energy? Let me tell you what. Okay. I'll tell you what. There was a period of my, period of my life where I was trying to get the period. Speaking of my shirt, trying to get like the period going correctly. Yeah. The menstruation, right? Yeah, us yeah. ladies. Sure. And so I went to, uh, you know, doctors and endocrinologists and all that. And then I went to an acupuncturist, and she would place the needles, whatnot, what have you. First time, you know, whatever. I went back. You know, it's a pro it's a, you know, it's a process. Yeah. And it was the third time I went to her. And she put the needles on my ovaries mm -hmm. or the area and she put one in. And for some reason, it the energy was I want to say it hurt so bad, but the energy was so strong that I freaked out. I grabbed her hand. I've never felt energy that strong. Mm. The releasing of whatever. And she said, you have to she goes, you have to stay with it. You have to stay with it. And she grabbed my hand. She goes, you have to stay with it. Stay with it. She grabbed my hand. She put the other needle in the other side. Boom, boom. It happened again. Same, but two different, same feeling on that one ovary, next ovary. Then she goes, you have to stay with it. You have to stay with it. And then it kind of released. And then she goes, I'm going to turn them. Mm -hmm. You know how they can turn them yeah, or get them like deeper? And then she turned them and it just went. <sighs> and I've had regular menstruation since. So you had okay. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. had blockage. I had a blockage, and yeah. it was the strongest physical feeling yeah. of alternative healing. I don't know why it's called alternative, but that's what we call it. Yeah, I've ever felt, and it was insane. Yeah, whenever I've done it, I've healed in half the time, and there's really something powerful to it. Basically, is like the way I describe it is because I've done it all over my body, like like right. Uh, so it's like I describe it as like telephone poles. And except the wires are underneath, you know, there it's it's like wireless. So each 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 needle is like a telephone pole drawing the energy down under the ground, down, down, underneath, underneath your right. skin, pulling it, pulling it until if it if it hits uh, a blockage, you put the needle on the other side of it, it will release pull it. toward it. Or like a septic system. Exactly, sure. <laughs> like an under the ground septic yeah, system man. where like we're like but electricity sort of a more but it's, there's it's something like that's water. more releasing. Well isn't that it's like it's, your lymphatics. It's going in through your lymphatic system, which is a liquid system through the body. Yeah. Your lymph. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure an acupuncturist would be like, it's not the lymph that it's going but it's going underneath and it's releasing. I 
Acupuncture I felt, is. I mean, what, what limp or not? It. I felt like there were times where I had a baseball-sized amount of energy. Not in the heel of my foot or something. This was the most powerful I felt. Where it was, he like drew it out from. He had like needles all down the side of my body, drawing the energy toward the bottom of my foot, and um, he's you know turning the needle like a faucet. And uh, that's a good image. And I felt like the bottom of my foot basically came off the table, and it it felt like the bottom of my foot was re- was releasing energy or wanting to release a tremendous amount of energy, like a like a baseball orb of energy. Was it shaking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, it needed to release. It was like a baseball in- inside. Like a uh, like um like a garden hose, right? That's what it felt you like. Need it get it out. Stick, I need to fucking get it out. And then uh and then he turned the fucking faucet, the needle, and then it went out. It, and and or wherever it flowed next. You ever feel the pulse? Does your does your like you know you get a little verb pulse where the needle is, and it's like and your sure. body, your nerves are like it's your nerves are yeah. like shaking. I had a slip disc or a hernia, herniated and inflamed. What do you call it? Not inflamed, but a herniated and then something disc from. A show that I did last year, yeah. and at the one morning I couldn't move, right. and I just like, like a tree walked to acupuncture, and it was the—I mean, it was—it was amazing. Hey Max, are we getting Gracie here? You were saying, <laughs> <laughs> not you, Siri. Hey, was she listening to me? She Please might... leave your message for they're all listening. So. My I, phone's gonna I, I mean, teach me. You know what? She's in Las Vegas. We'll get her on the next show, I guess. Oh my god! I so wanted her to like come through. This. She may come through, but she introduced me to this whole other world. Okay, so here's yeah, her deal. Supposedly, her. Grace has this whole other. She does the Maharishi effect out in Vegas with all of these other um, psychics that she hangs out with. The Maharishi effect is is a proven scientific thing. You get a bunch of really uh, profound psychics together. Um, and if you get the more, the better. You get them all meditating on something like the the crime rate going down, and that shit goes down, motherfucker, mm-hmm. for forty eight hours. And they they did it in Washington, they did it in high crime places. It's a proven thing. She does it in Vegas with this crew. Stop. Supposedly, I I'm writing this. It's such synchronicity. I'm writing. <laughs> you're gonna love this this story. Brooklyn Gladiator. Uh huh. Where I love this title. Okay, where it takes place in the future, our hero in this you know very Orwellian dystopian world where we're constantly being watched and you know um, where the we're walled in you know the mm-hmm. like you know it's like it's like Blade Runner and the hero is um, or like our current border exactly it's like it's exactly <laughs> right. it's it's taken now and turned the dial up a couple of years right. down the road. So he's having he's rejected all the technology, all the drugs or whatever that they're that they're cramming down everyone's throat. He's trying to get super healthy. He's this this underground cage fighter and he's having these astral things. He's having these astral experiences. And he's going to the astral plane. He first uses it as like kind of like a a modern day Robin Hood, uh-huh. where he's he's learning all the nooks and crannies of the city where the cameras can't see. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And he's running his kind of underground like drug business, but it's a purified version of the drug that they're sending everybody. Okay, so he's he 
is going and then the next level is yeah. he's like exploring more he's like okay i can okay i'm using it to be like a like this criminal on one level let's see what the next level is he goes out and starts exploring and his mentor on the astral fucking plane is nikola tesla okay nikola tesla who i thought would be a great kind of character on the other side right who could help him along like his obi-wan in a yeah. way yeah because when he was here, he Tesla. was he Tesla had an incredible Nikola Tesla, who everyone should know, is the reason why we have fucking iPhones. Um, he was a master of of energy, to say the least. He just understood it. So I would think that if anybody, in my mind, if anybody was able to, when he died, control where he went afterwards, it's gonna be it's gonna be him. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's living in some pocket universe or some pocket dimension. Like and so I, our hero finds him. And our hero finds him, and he's he's learning from Tesla. Okay, so that's long story short. Gracie, who is one of the people that she talks to on the other side? Yeah. Tesla. For sure. For sure. Okay. There was a guy named Edgar Casey. I don't know if you ever heard about mm -mm. him. He did like a lot of past life regression with people. Oh, my God. And um, he supposedly would go under trances, and he would uh, he would speak to people from Atlantis and shit. Um, and uh, and he would speak to what? like Mark Twain and shit like that. What? Yeah. So look into it. I... There's, there's another guy named David Wilcock who is actually the supposedly the he looks just like Edgar Casey. So you have all of, and he supposedly had these abilities as well. So he's supposedly the re reincarnation of Can of I say Edgar Casey. So hold on, hold on yeah. one second. Yeah. I think this synchronicity is amazing that this this one woman that I've decided I got to reach out to her. She happens to be on Instagram on a first name basis with Tesla. Oh my god. <laughs> and whether it's, you know, whether it's true or not or whatever, she supposedly that he talks through her or or she gets messages from him and he is on some other plane uh in on another dimension where there's a perfect world and he's hanging out with Steve Jobs supposedly and he's sending her and he's saying hey by the way um if you want to get here this is how you get here Oh my! Well, we have to talk to her. We I know. must know. Can I say what this? Whole, I mean, whether you believe it or not, it's it it's genius. The story is genius. I need. I need to. We need to see her. Can I say why you're doing that? This is. This is. Why what, am I doing this? Because I'm. No, I'm saying while you're doing this. Gotcha. I will say, this experience for me right now today here. <laughs> yeah. What I'm feeling right now, yeah. like genuinely feeling, is like when I I first kind of knew there was like porn out there <laughs> but and i knew what maybe sex was or something and i knew porn was out there but then someone gave me the information like someone said here's a bunch of magazines or wow. here's a link or like here's the section at the library that you go to are you woke and now is that what i'm <laughs> i'm what i am is i'm jump started to discover this is what i'm feeling i'm feeling the thing of where it's like I've been missing out on something that I knew about, but I didn't really get into. Right. Well, this is all supposedly all of these things we're talking about, Merkabas and, and Kundalini and however you want to call it, Chi, Prana, um, you know, sexual energy. Sometimes when you're having sex, you you tap into that that yeah. that energy that we're talking about. This is all very powerful stuff that we have 
um, that we have lost touch with. I mean, it's stuff that, that our ancient ancestors were wielding on a regular basis and were able to do amazing things. And we are just on like a 101 basis Aren't here. Aren't we? We're just waking up. This is, you know, spirituality 101. You, it is, you are it? You are part of a select few that have actually felt that fucking electricity inside of your body. They're, uh, most of the people have their pineal, pineal glands, their third eyes are totally fucking shut off. And unless they reverse, you know, whatever diet or whatever they're ingesting right. to, to shut them off from it, um, they're never going to feel that shit. I had, the, and I had the honor of having a Kundalini experience a couple, yeah, what couple was years yours? back. I think I may have talked about it on the show on, on, the podcast was for, and I guess we're not getting Gracie, so we'll wrap it up with oh this. Oh my God, I gagged for Gracie. We'll get her next time. But and I, what I, is Gracie's but, Instagram handle so we know this? Yeah. Um, Gracie is uh, Grace uh, Palomino, and I talked to her on the phone, oh and I, I FaceTime with her, and, and she, you know, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an actor, and I'm like basically what we do is we study people, and sure. I'm, I'm studying her, and she seems incredibly genuine about what she's doing about... Of course. She's a healer, and she's trying to fucking help the human race. Um, um, you know, whether she talks to Tesla or not, she, she really means well, and she really wants to help of people. Of course. So, um, and her name is Grace Palomino, Grace-Palomino, um, on Instagram. And, uh, oh yeah, my God. check her out. Um you know, take everything with a grain of salt, but there's something that she said. Well, take what you want and leave the rest, you know? Yeah, she was, uh, the fact that I'm just randomly thinking about Tesla consistently because he's a character in this graphic novel I'm writing. And, she's, and she is a direct line to him. <laughs> Come on. My Kundalini experience. Come on, yeah. So, I'm doing this movie... I'm around 33, which is I'm having this, you know, spiritual awakening. I'm Should about Jesus to, here. yeah, I'm about to get married. So I'm having this like kind of like a midlife thing, although you know, early, <laughs> I guess. And um, and I'm just like, wow, okay, where am I in my life? And I just started questioning a lot of stuff, and and right. that's when I decided I'm gonna, I have to, I have to document this. So that's what that's what Don Peyote was born out of, right? So during that time, I was experimenting. I would just go onto the internet and say, oh, okay, um, you know, this is a chakra opening uh, technique. Why the fuck? Let's do Let's it. it. Let's meditate. Right. Let's breathe. Let's see if there's anything to this. Because Anya, the the woman who opened, who made me see my Merkaba on day one of the fucking thing, I was just like, fuck. okay, I'm in. We're here. Yeah. That's insane. Like, show me what else I got. This was the next huge experience that I had, bigger than the Merkaba experience, which was gigantic. I, and by the way, if you're listening out there and, and just hit me up on Instagram, whatever you're like, tell, cause I want to make this part of the show now where t people talk about their experiences that are beyond the veil, beyond the veil, tales from beyond the veil, beyond the veil. Okay. You're going to scare people. Okay. <laughs> I, what's new? <laughs> what is new? Uh, we got to uh, nothing. Way, thank you so much. Okay. So wait. Kundalini. So I'm sitting there in the dark. It's four. It's it's like the witching hour, essentially. You know oh, where four a.m. Where Hamlet's father came to see him, and I, I'm, I'm I can't sleep because you know my my brain is just like thinking about all this stuff, and that it's that it's possible. 
So I go, all right, let me, let's 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 see what's on the internet. I go on the internet, and there's this um, guy, and I, I can't find it to this day. I think it was called either the Hypnotrist or the Tripnotist. Okay, either really <laughs> either fun, one. yeah. And he was this guy, and I saw him once at a party, and I was basically following him around the party, trying to talk to him. That he basically gave me this experience, but I never got to. Um, and he had it, the, I think it said it was just like. Um, you know, th- it might have said third eye awakening meditation or something. Something I didn't, I didn't know what I was in for. So, basically, what he told me he just walked me through this meditation. It was just him with with these. Uh, he's just sitting there and he had these crazy, uh, like they were like uh, red what? glasses that you would wear, um, like sunglasses that you would wear from like a like a World War Two. Like a bomber pilot would wear. He was ready. He was ready. He was ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he was such a character. He's such a true character. And he and he basically said at the start of it, what you said. Yeah. And what is true for me is that you're going to have an experience, and and I'm like, okay, whatever. But you know, I'm, right. I was you're open like, I'm here. It. I paid. I showed up. He's whatever. like, you're going to have an experience that masters are of. This practice are will, are searching for for their entire lives. Some of them will have this experience and then chase it for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. And and a lot of masters I've spoken to about this, like they're like you're absolutely right because you have to happen upon it. These experiences, mm-hmm. just the way you talked about, just breathing and being and not expecting anything. Because right. the the minute the minute you start judging or wondering, ooh, was that it? Or knowing what it feels like. Yes, it goes away. So it, so Fuck. what happened to me was okay. I was just literally just saying, okay, I have no expectations. I'm just listening to what this guy is telling me, listening to his voice, and all he did was say, breathe through your nose, um, breathing cold. Imagine, and it's helpful. If you um, you can do this with any light source of flickering fire or, or the sun or or but you, if you're you look at a light source and then you close your eyes and you and you focus on that light source and you can still see it you know it's that's your third eye grabbing onto an anchor okay yeah and that light source obviously controlled by your that you know you know what I'm saying like yeah when yeah yeah you close like your a, eyes and you see like you little see... blotches of light focus on the one in the middle. That's your third eye creating an anchor. Okay. Okay. And what your third eye looks like in, in the chakra is a blue diamond. So imagine a blue diamond. So okay, so you, you are. So I imagine a blue diamond. Breathing in through your nose, you breathe in. It spins one way, cold air. Breathe out warm air through your nose, all through your nose. And you it spins the other way. Warm air, cold air in. Warm air out. Are you about to have an experience right now? Yeah, I right can't now? wait. Okay, so you go home and do this, okay? I okay. did this for, I, I don't know how long I was doing it. And you imagine that the air goes all the way down. It's like, kind of like what we did in acting school. It goes all the way down um, your to body, the bottom. Your body, your butt. Yeah, and you imagine that every time, uh, every time you breathe out and it's passing up through the stalk of your body, that each one of these little vortexes are, are waking up. They're just going to do it from the breathing. Right. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. No. You just do this technique of breathing in and visualizing, and this will happen. God. Okay? So I'm doing this technique, and I start to feel it. 
little pool of energy down to my root chakra. Right. And I'm right. like, oh, okay, so this I is my different. Pants? And it's, right. <laughs> no, no, it's not quite <laughs> <my> pants. <laughs> I know. But it's what I felt was it was that that was at least familiar because I was like, oh, like during good sex or something, you start to feel these things. They may even creep up into your chest, these little branches of wow, overwhelming, right, right, right. blissful. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine the female orgasm is like a huge taste of, of that. Very sparkly. Very sparkly. It's very sparkly. Very, I imagine. It's a very good And energetic. Way. Yes. Waves. It's, yeah. So what I felt happening every time I breathed in and breathed out, rising just like they talk about in, you know, ancient Egyptian texts, the two energy serpents rising through the stalk of my body up through the center of my body filling my entire body with i the only way to describe it is white blissful heavenly energy okay and i was suddenly so overwhelmed with this <laughs> powerful yeah, energy yeah then what happened and it was i felt like okay i am connected to the universe i am connected to you know everything and I felt that my body, I felt it, it, the few thoughts that went through my head because the whole thing maybe lasted 30 seconds. Right. Was, oh, this was, this must be what it's like to have morphine, but like times a thousand. Because, God. My, and I said, oh, this is what people describe what it's like when they die or they see the light, they go toward the light, they have this out-of-body experience when they die, and they feel the loving embrace of heaven and right. they don't want to leave. Right. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm touching the other side right now. I'm touching what it feels like to be in heaven. And I immediately opened my eyes mm. and it felt like in my body what it what it would what it, you know, like the old school TVs when you turn off the... And it goes... And yeah, yeah. And you see yeah. that little light still and there. it goes... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it felt like inside huh. my body. And like right at the heart chakra was the last little... Of light. And I sat there still feeling the remnants of that tingle and just being like, whoa, that, there is something big out there yeah. that we can connect to that is just overwhelmingly powerful. There is something that we can connect to from inside. And you know what's interesting? I don't think I fully, in that, when I'm thinking back to that, when I did, when I felt beings. that. We are energetic beings. We are energetic. Well, we just said science, too, for crying out loud. For goodness For crying out loud. Science. I don't know if I was ready. At that no, time, I wasn't ready either. And you, I, I wasn't ready. No, no one. And that's the thing. The, the the novice, it's always like the first one at the poker game. You know, the the new guy wins because you, you don't you have no expectations. You're not trying. Like, oh, like I don't fun, know. What's this fun game we're doing? Like, what are we doing today? Yeah, and Isn't that and then you chase that feeling for. Your, so, yeah, it is. It's electricity, but it's it's. Bigger than electricity. So, do you meditate on a regular basis? So, I'm getting back to that. I, 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 it, you know, it comes in waves where you're just like, fuck, I, you know, life, life gets you. You Yeah, of course. You have kids and stuff, and then you're just like, fuck, I have to. So, Jody and I are going to start doing uh, transcendental uh, meditation. And I feel like I'm going to get a good, nice baseline of how to do this stuff. And then from there, 
just like, all right, let's do a little astral projection. Let's do a little. Oh my God. I'm so desperately far away from astral projection, I feel. Yeah. But it is something that I, 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 this is reminding me. This is, it's funny because why, why don't we spend more time doing something that feels good for us? That's a good fucking question. Why don't we? Especially if like your brain is saying, here, man, here's this. Look, this, look, look what this I got. Sacred geometrical, uh, you know, tank in yeah. your brain that you can put your soul in and, and drive you've around. And you have had these experiences. Like, why yeah. don't we? Why don't we? Huh. I don't know. I'm going to have you back on the show. Do you like doing this? I love doing this. I'm t- I could sit with you forever. Forever. Like, forever. Like, I could, I feel like I could travel with you. I feel, do you know what I mean? Like, I wanted, like you were saying in a play, I would love nothing more than to be stuck in with you in a play for like a year. I'm just going to say on Broadway because I've yet to get there. So let's, let's just like put it there. And I would just love to be just like stuck in a play, like, or like, a movie or something. Well, I'll take the movie, sure. Actually, let's do a year on a movie somewhere. Yeah. Actually, what am I doing? See, she thinks small, under earner, under earner syndrome. Like, I want to be, I want to be trapped with you somewhere. <laughs> and I want us to be just laughing the whole time. That's interesting. So, please, we, we get, we get, there's an avalanche. Yeah. We're caught in a cabin. Okay. Yes. We go from wanting to kill each other. Yeah. To eat each other. Sure. To happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, to giddy AF. To oh, giddy yeah. as fuck. There are many levels of uh, hypothermia. Oh, that's terrifying. It's also hysterical. Yeah, it would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's explore that or let's not. I'm let's hypothermia. Like, there's many ideas. I'm, I will I will go there with you. I will I would travel the world with you. Something sci-fi. Sure. Or let's keep it simple. Just a road trip. A road I would absolutely do a road trip. Can you imagine? Yeah. What would our road trip film be? Brother sister on uh-huh. a road trip. Yeah, brother sister on a road trip. Well, I have this movie in mind, actually. That's why I'm saying I'm dr- Am I driving? I'm probably driving most of the time. Yeah, is that okay? Sure, sure. I'd love to. Because I'll be smoking a lot. I'll be driving. And um, pot. And uh, Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to... It's actually the sequel to my play, Little Exodus. Okay. I'm driving. Sure. You're in. I Of course I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this oh is going to be continued at all levels. I, I don't know what levels. happened. If, I think the aliens got Gracie. We'll get her on the next show. Oh, my God. I'm so into Gracie now. I hope Tesla didn't tell her I was a dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what In what previous life did you anger Tesla with your anger? He's like, I do not like how he is writing me. Can you imagine? If anything... The dove that I hung out with was merely a friend. Well, listen, I mean... <laughs> If he, he must know, he's watching you, right? I mean, if he's talking to her, talking to you, connecting you two up, he's watching. I think you're right. He's guiding that pen. Fingers <laughs> on a keyboard? Mathematically. Maybe. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience. Equipped with wind, fog, rain, sense, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Yeah! Feel 
feel the wind rip through a train heist. Yahoo! And every twist and turn on a high-speed chase. Forty XH theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 4DX theater near you soon. 40X USA on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>